0: You are listening to the Dance Medicine Podcast, brought to you by AZ Dance Medicine Specialists. Dr. Alexis is the owner of AZ Dance Medicine Specialists, based out of Phoenix, Arizona, where they provide fast, safe, and effective treatment for dancers by an entire staff of dancers. Welcome, children of the dance world. Welcome to the Dance Medicine Podcast. My name is Angel, and this is Dr. Alexis.
1: Hey, everybody. Alexis
0: dr Alexis today we're going to be talking about
1: um we're talking in response to one of my recent posts that I did about a little dancer who came into our clinic wanting to straighten her knees so she had like maybe I don't know maybe like 10 or 15 degrees of knee bent stuckness um, what's, what's the what's that
0: word you said because I was mind going hypo flexion
1: oh yeah Hy- hypo extension so the lack of of getting it fully extended there's hyper and there's hypo yes exactly well, i learned that today <laughs> so um i posted about it a couple days ago and we got so many comments and so many shares and so many questions about it so we decided to go ahead and turn it into episode three of our podcast so in general we're going to talk about um, areas of joint tension or tightness um, and what that can mean for your dancer what it basically means going on in their body and how you can help it. Um, so, I'm gonna start out, I'm actually gonna ask you, Angel, when you're teaching, um, so you gotta put your teaching cap on because now since he's working here, he's got like a clinical cap too. So, put your teacher hat on.
0: Take my clinical wig off, put my teacher wig on. Yeah, I have a hat on because my wig is better than here. <laughs>
1: so, um, I'm gonna ask Angel a question, from when he was or he still is. So um, take your clinical cap off, put your teacher cap on.
0: I did it for those people listening, I Mind it. Okay. We're here.
1: Cool. When you're teaching and you see that student that has like that little bent knee that can't quite straighten, that little bend um, in releve or in pirouettes mm-hmm. or in their grandmama, mm-hmm. what are your like initial thoughts? What are, as a teacher, what are you thinking how are you thinking you can help them? What do you think is going on? Just kind of talk to me about that.
0: So I think if now it's hard to like retrogress from not knowing what I know now. But or, you have to put your teacher hat right, on. So trying to do that. <laughs> um, initially I don't think if I'm going to speak candidly so people don't don't kill me if I you know make a generalization. I'm speaking for myself. Um, I think most teachers and including myself don't have that knowledge to know where it comes from. I think we know the, the, the general, like, lengthen through the back of the leg and pull up your, your kneecap to help, you know, create that longer line, but you don't really know why that is. I, I think we're so caught in a, in a cycle of, like, you just regurgitate you what well, you were taught. Mm-hmm. You were taught that you pull up your kneecap to make that longer line, and then you lengthen through the back of your leg to make it, to so it's like, you know, op, equal but opposite forces. So you don't really quite know why that's happening um i think it would depend on the severity i i know that i would personally right away go ahead and blame a hamstring because i mean it makes sense you're pulling i mean in, in my mind then it would make sense so i don't really think beyond like just have the the generic they have tight muscles i don't think a lot of teachers know that unless you come from like a you have some sort of more clinical background or you have taken some more in-depth kinesiology or anatomical anatomy courses i don't think you would really know much
1: no i can i completely agree so when um if i'm doing teacher training or just talking to other teachers you know when i was teaching in the studio i agree a hundred percent it was just kind of lengthened through the back of your knee it was a lot of It was a lot of repeated corrections. It was a lot of frustration across the board. Like, the dancer was frustrated because, you know, your teacher's yelling at you, like, straighten your knee. And, like, deep down, they're like, I'm trying. I can't. And they really can't. And the teacher's getting frustrated because they feel like the kid's not listening or they're being lazy or they're just not applying the correction. When really, there's a very basic, maybe not simple, there's a, base, a very basic concept of something going on there. Um, and what it is, is if you actually listen to our last segment, bent knees, um, tight ankles, tight hamstrings, areas of tension or tightness in a joint or a muscle. It's one of our hidden signs of core weakness. Meaning um, another thing that we like to say all the time is that in order to get, you have to give mm-hmm. or you have to give in order to get you've got to give stability where it belongs and where the body needs it before you can get the tension in those other areas to release. So in relation to the post yesterday, the reason that the little girl could not straighten her knees in class is because nobody was giving her stability where it needed to be mm-hmm. and for whatever reason her body chose hey your knee muscles work they're big muscles they're a quad and a hamstring we need some type of stability to keep you upright so that mm-hmm. you can dance so we're just gonna lock and load and hold on to tension and these knees to make it happen that's why you have kids that have these bent knees that can't straighten no matter how hard they try and no matter how much you talk to them about it so Um, The post yesterday um, talked about just that, the importance or the relationship between core stability and this tight knee issue specifically. So real quick, I'll just give you a recap of kind of what we did. Um, If you scroll through and you find the post, the top picture was taken in January of 2019 and the bottom picture of when the dancer was like in the split and her knee looked straighter was in August of 2019. So one of the biggest points is that this takes time, this concept of getting the core to stabilize and get stronger, giving the stability where you need it, and getting that knee to realize it's there so it can start releasing is a process. Um, and this dancer did a very good job of staying vigilant with her program, the exercises that I gave her, her parents were patient, her teachers were patient, and gave her body the opportunity to achieve this outcome um, in August of a straighter knee. In a very, very long story short, it boiled down to she had a scoliosis, which, as we know, is usually functional in dancers. So she had abnormal muscle tension on either side of her spine. We had to resolve that first. After that, the next compensation that popped up was in her jaw, um, which is the top of her neck, which is the top of her spine, which means it's part of her core. That's where part of the instability was. Once we correct it for that, the other thing that popped up was that she had some abnormal eye tension. We always talk about eye tension, meaning that when she's dancing and looking around, her eyeballs physically don't move um, 100% in their range. So she can't take in all of her visual input to establish her upright position and standing for moving and things like that. So your body has to guess. Your body has to guess how to stabilize itself to keep upright. And nine times out of 10, your body guesses wrong. So. All those things combined turned into those knees tightening up. All those things working through, putting stability where it belonged in the core, um, the lower core area, releasing or restoring normal tension in the upper neck, and then releasing tension in the eye, Knee started to clear up on its own. There was very little actual intervention that we actually had to do to the actual knee. The knee is not where the problem is, friends. So when you see your dancers like that, Um, she actually, I actually grounded her from hamstring stretching or any type of knee stretches because that's not where the solution is. That's just going to pull on an area that the body is trying to keep tight and it's just going to keep fighting against it. So stretching was not the answer for her. It was born out of core stabilization, getting really specific in where her core um, needed to be stabilized. So, um, if you saw that post, hope that gives you a little bit of background. what do you think, let me see, the question, so keep your teacher cap on. It's a teacher question. Okay. Um, when I was a teacher, um, do you think that teachers, or do you think that you would be, as a teacher, open to not stretching as a solution to actually gain flexibility? No.
0: I think most of the population be- again. <clears throat> I'm going to tie it back to, you mentioned something about, this process taking months because it is, you know, when you, when you think about it, in the terms of our work, we walk and we, we build dysfunction over years. Dysfunction doesn't happen overnight, right? So you're walking in dysfunction for years after years after years. So you're training, you're, you're allowing your body to walk this way. So now you have to correct all these bad habits. We all know that a bad habit, what takes about 30 days to break? You build it faster than you break it. So same concept. So when you, when you think about um, telling someone you can't stretch, we're conditioned to think stretching is how you achieve the things now it does it does not discount stretching i'm not saying stretching doesn't work that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is when you tell a dance teacher don't stretch and you'll be more flexible you're like what how what you got <laughs> <laughs> what foundation i'm gonna put on this leg to get like, so again. like it, you're, you're you're telling something you're like you're you're telling me that what i've studied my whole life what i've told, been told my whole life doesn't work so I, I think initially i would say no you're crazy i'm I'm gonna stretch. It's I'm fine. gonna stretch.
1: We live in crazy here.
0: So, <laughs> and, so I think initially to answer just in it from a teacher standpoint and not knowing anything, I would be like, no, I would not be open to that.
1: No, I agree again, a hundred percent. And that's why we train now. <laughs> um, that's why we work on teacher training to um, to offer other solutions other than stretching as an example to increasing mobility. Um, <clears throat> Over and over you'll hear us say tons of times here, if you're trying to achieve flexibility and you're stretching and you're stretching and you're stretching and you're stretching and you're not getting anywhere, stretching is not the solution. And that is your opportunity to look somewhere else for the solution. Here's a tip. It's usually in the core somewhere.
0: Or well, another thing that you like to say <laughs> is know your why before you try.
1: Yes, know your why before you try. So, so. If,
0: so if you're trying for a split and you don't know why you don't have your split, you're not going to know how to get your split. So essentially you're throwing rocks at a wall, hoping they stick, but rocks aren't sticky. Does that make sense?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. We haven't said no, you're white before you try in a long
0: time. So it's the same concept. Yeah. So you have to know what you're working towards and what's stopping you, what obstacle you have to overcome. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're just, I mean, you might get it by happenstance. You might, you know, stretching might be your solution. I don't know. But you're going to spend a lot more time guessing. Yes. So instead of, you know, you might have achieved your goal in six weeks, you're going to achieve it in six months. Yeah. Because you're guessing.
1: Instead of knowing, exactly, instead of knowing your why before you try. So, yeah. Um, Moving on, we were going to spend the rest of the podcast episode um, because we were flooded with um, comments or questions um, with this post. It was like one of our biggest, it was one of our biggest posts probably this order. Um, So Angel's got um, two of our major pages where we got the majority of the questions pulled up. So we're just going to kind of scroll through, see what kind of pops up. Um, A lot of you guys had, you know, a similar question. So he's scrolling through um, and we're just going to try to tackle these one at a time. So... You
0: see anything Yes. Yet? Okay. Also, this goes to show that what you, how you interact with us on social media or anything that we put up matters, because this originally was not supposed to be this podcast episode.
1: Yeah, we actually had something else planned,
0: but, but because the the you guys had so much interest in this topic and you guys responded so overwhelmingly, um, we felt you know that it was important. Or Dr. Lesses felt I, I didn't feel anything. I just Keep I'm, back I'm, I'm he backed me. He agreed. I'm hearing um <laughs> We do listen. So, again, this is just a reminder. If you comment and you tell us what you want, we're gonna listen and, and address that. Otherwise, we're just gonna talk about what we find inter- interesting, and it's not always the most important thing.
1: Or it's not what you want to hear right now. Right. So, yeah. so we rather
0: make podcasts. I'm, I'm pointing at the mic like you can see me. We rather <laughs> make things that you're gonna be interested in than make things that we think. Again, sure. we're not trying to guess. We want to we know. We want to know what you want. So, sound <laughs> off. Um, number one, I think and because I think that as a teacher, I would ask this, will she because you grounded her from stretching? Will she ever be able to stretch again?
1: Yeah. I was about to say yes, like that's the answer to the question, but yes, I a hundred percent agree. A lot of people want to know the answer to that. Um, the answer to that is, actually, I'm gonna back up a little bit. When I grounded um, her from stretching, I'll be specific. I grounded her from hamstring stretching because I knew that was going to be the number one go-to for a lot of her teachers and I didn't want to introduce more tension in an area that already has too much tension. Um, So I specifically just grounded her from hamstring stretching. Um, Will I allow her to do it again? The question back to that is does she need to? What's your goal? Um,
0: yeah. What's you the, add to that? What's your what, your?
1: what is your goal? Yeah. What is? If her goal is to maintain the mobility in that knee or maintain that straight knee, well, we didn't stretch it to get it there. So does she need to stretch in order to keep it there? Probably not. Um, so it, it's not necessarily uh You it wasn't grounding as in a punishment, and you're allowed to do it again. It was. We definitely took away. Um, a factor that was definitely contributing to tension, do we need to give that back? We probably run the risk of reintroducing tension again if we're not careful. Can I
0: like stir it up a little bit for Yeah, you? stir it up. Now, is this, this is in relation to that knee issue? Yes. So if we're talking, if she's like, oh, I'm flexible, you know, I have a beautiful split, I want to become more, I want my hamstrings to be a little more supple, and, and if, you know, you went through her, you worked with her, and there was no other, other other patterns coming up that you feel that were restricting her, would you then allow her to stretch her hamstrings for other reasons not connected to the knee?
1: Depends on if hamstring stretching or flexibility in, in that term is what's holding back the next goal. That's a really good question. So after she, if you look at her bottom picture, if you see this post, and her knee's a lot straighter and she's in a nice um, uh, front front facing split with her right leg to the front, if she wants to improve on that, then I go back to square one. What's holding back the next thing that she wants to improve up, improve on. If it's merely soft tissue related, um, I try rolling first, <coughs> rolling the hamstrings. If rolling the hamstrings gets more mobility or achieves that mobility, then that is the solution. That type of method is appropriate. Um, so to answer your question, allowed, Maybe, maybe not. It depends on what she may need to do or what she may need to gain afterwards. So I hope that answers that question. What else pops up?
0: See, 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 see. see, see. Sorry guys, she I, I instead of painting, doing my job and scrolling, I was listening to her. <laughs> um, no, it's totally There was totally one that, fine. there's one that um popped up and I can't find it now. Oh, so someone asked about because this happens a lot they i think it's commonly understood or assumed that we have like a library of like we do have a library of go-to exercises but it's not i can't i I guess what i'm saying is a a common question is what what is what exercises are you giving her why do you not right away jump to like this is a list that i gave her why why is that
1: Okay. Um, Yes, we were on the same page. Um, In in the scrolling, a lot of you guys asked specifically about what exercises I gave her to achieve those goals. In a general sense, I can tell you it was a combination of core stabilization in the lower part of the core near the hips. So it trickles down to releasing the knee. There was work up in the neck area, which was the top of her core. And there was stabilization um, and restoration of tension in her eyes. Those were actually the bigger things that we worked on. There was very little work done in the actual knee. That being said, um, your students are not going to get the biggest bang for their buck doing the exact pattern and exact recipe of exercises that I gave this dancer. This is where the benefit comes in and working with a a dance medicine specialist or a dance med pro as we like to call them. This type of of tightness in this knee usually has something stirring, meaning in this particular client, um, it was her neck and her eye instability that was really holding things back. Once we kind of uncovered, accounted for that, her knee took a very, very big turn in terms of um, starting to lengthen and open up. Um, Again, this is where we step in as dance medicine professionals to get over that first initial hump of figuring out what is holding that knee back. Once we figure it out, um, at least at AZDS Med, once we figure it out, we like to see if there is a willing parent or a willing teacher mm-hmm. that we can pass off and communicate um, appropriate exercises to and then just guide them on general progression. So I know you guys want a specific answer, the best answer and the safest answer and the most appropriate answer really is that it depends. Yeah. What I give for this client may not work for another client Um, the tension in the hamstrings can be different the pull on either side of the hamstrings can be different Um, the area of the core that's unstable can be different the area of the upper neck and jaw um, those areas of instability or tension all of that can be varied and different and that's my job to figure out what all of that is put the body on the path to resolving that then the basic core stabilization things will help Um, that being said we have a ton of exercises we have a video of our top kind of I think it's a top 10
0: something like that it's like a
1: top 10 of our favorite exercises most of them are correlated that we end up giving to students once they get to like like we said once they get over that first phase and that first hump um we've got our um our assessment that you can do in the studio to see if hamstring tightness is related to core instability. stability. Um, we've got demonstrations of our common rotational stabilization and our side plank exercises. Um, bottom line, check out the our exercise vault on our YouTube channel um, for a lot of our go-to exercises, once we get them over that hump, those are gonna be the things that you can eventually incorporate into their conditioning to help them stay on track to achieving their mobility goals, especially with something like this, with this big
0: Our YouTube channel is AZ Dance Medicine Specialist.
1: Yes, it's with a full name. If you just Google YouTube and AZ Dance Medicine Specialist, it comes up immediately.
0: Cool. Um, So you kind of touched on this, but elaborate just a little bit, because I know some teachers, again, um, sorry, Backtracking, in a shorter, simpler term, in case you got lost by the lingo. I can't, if Dr. Lexus gave me the same exercises, my issue might be different. And if I do the other, the other students' exercises, it might flare up something different in me. Yes. That's why we can't just openly and willingly give the same recipe to everybody, because everybody's not built the same. Long story short. Mm-hmm. But fast forward to um, a lot of teachers keep asking what was done to help. What was then to help? I'm interested, because a lot of teachers want to treat. This is where we want to step in and say, we can, and we, I, I feel like at, at AZ Dance Medicine Specialists we tr- empower teachers to be able to kind of like spot the issue. Yes. But treatment's a very specific task. So how do we, how do we help teachers and what are, what do resources do we have available um, so that teachers can learn to spot these issues and try to check maybe where it's coming from? That's
1: a good job. I mean, that's a good question.
0: Is a good <laughs> it is a good job. It is a good job. It is a good question.
1: Um, so yeah, you guys are great at what you do. We, you know, we're still teachers. In our teacher role, we're great at what we do as teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we already wear so many hats. We're not trying. At AZ Dance AZDanceMed, we're not trying to add more hats. So we don't want you to feel compelled to have to solve every kid's problem. What we do, like he said, through our training, through like our dance med certification workshop for dance professionals, we train you on pattern recognition. So do we want you to feel like you need to know immediately what to do with that knee at that time um, to help straighten it? No. What we do empower you to be able to do or what we would hope um, you would eventually be able to do is know when you see that type of knee on one of your dancers it's not an easy fix you can let them know that there likely is a solution to help them and we probably can get it straight but they need to work with the professional to kind of like I said get them over that initial hump and then you know to immediately and appropriately call like I said either your local dance medicine specialist who has Um, experience working with dancers or you can call us whether it's in our Phoenix clinic or during an online session. Um, That is what our hope is for the dance teaching community as an example. We want to teach pattern recognition. We want you to have the knowledge and the education to know um, this student needs a little bit more so that they can come back to me and feel like they can participate just like everybody else. So I hope that opened. up.
0: Answers that. Yes, it does. Um, Yeah,
1: take the pressure off of yourself. You don't have to solve all of that. (laughs) That's why we're here.
0: Yeah. Also, um, she mentioned our program Dance Med, so you can learn more about that on our website. It's azdancemed.com backslash educators Mm -hmm. backslash. So, on our website you have a heap of information but if you're if if that sounds interesting to you you can learn more about that on our website um, and it goes into details as to when we have trainings what the trainings ensue and what they what is involved the levels of training that we have so the, research, the resources are there um, moving to the next question someone said can it be genetic and how can you help with how can your methodologies help with a genetic if a, if it's a genetic cause they went
1: in for your neck? They sure did. Genetics. Um, I'm going to go out on a, it's not even going on a limb. I'm, I, the more and more I work with dancers, the more and more clients that we see come in and out of our clinic, the less and less I believe that things are genetically linked. I will say that. Um, I feel if things were genetically linked We would not be able to see certain changes as quickly as we do. Um, I will say I've kind of adopted this term of like social genetics or social heredity. So not necessarily like biologically or physiologically passing from one family member to another, but. If we've all kind of grown up in the same house for a long time and have all sat on that same couch and uh, had dinner at the same dining room table and slept in the same bed for a number of years, um, I can definitely see from a functional perspective how certain habits, certain positions, certain muscle tensions, certain weaknesses and instabilities can be born out of that. Um, repetitive living environment Mm. that can kind Mm. of be shared within families and more often than not that's kind of more of what I see so could it be genetic I'm I'm not gonna say never no (laughs) No or never Um, but I will say I feel like if it was genetic we wouldn't be able to get as a,
0: quick of a response. A quick of a yeah.
1: response. And when I say as quick of a response, um, it might sound like I'm contradicting myself because in the case that we were talking about, it took from January to August for that before and after picture. But within that, um, something we always say um, here is that the body will never hesitate to heal when you present it with the right solution. solution. And that's the quick response that I'm referring to. As soon as we tapped into restoring the tension in her scoliosis, um, we got to unlock and tension of that knee immediately. We got a little bit more that same day. When we tapped into her jaw stability, it immediately let go a little bit more. When we tapped into her eye instability, it immediately let go a little bit more. And it was just encouraging that and maintaining that um, over that long period of time that got her the result. But each time we tapped into the solution, the knee did not hesitate to be like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, thank you. You're putting stability where it needs to be. I can relax. Yeah. That happened very, very rapidly from session to session.
0: Right. So the solution was over a long, longer, spirit, longer span period of time, but the responses were immediate. The responses to, were immediate. To the treatment, to, yep. yeah.
1: So yeah, it kind of changes my perspective on whether or not a lot of things that we think these days are genetic.
0: I also feel like long is relative. Long because history. when, you, when you, you're saying it took, say, six months, but you've been walking around with that bent knee for 10 years. So when you think about it, six months is really not that long. It even, really is And compared to what you've been dealing with your whole life or however long you've been dealing with it. Um, you covered about checking, so is there anything else? Because everything else is pretty much the same. The same? Yeah.
1: Um. No, I don't think so. Um. I really thank you so much, Angel, for... Um, making that reminder about um posting Um, a lot of you guys like i said tons of you guys commented tons of you guys shared such that we were compelled to scrap our original theme for this month's podcast and make it about this so continue to do that, continue to do those comments, continue to do those shares. Um, We are listening, and we we love it, like it it excites us. We're like, ooh, everybody's talking about this. It makes it a
0: real conversation versus us just talking to you.
1: Exactly, it makes it very exciting, it makes it a real conversation, it makes it easier. (laughs)
0: Because
1: we don't have to try to, like he said, we don't have to try to guess what we think you wanna know. It's awkward enough having to
0: look at the camera like it's a person. Yeah, it really Um. is.
1: (laughs) But yeah, so, Continue to follow us on all of our social media. Um, Instagram is azdancemed. Um, Facebook is azdancemed. Twitter is azdancemed. YouTube is our full name, AZ Dance Medicine Specialist. Um But yeah, continue to follow, continue to comment. We are paying attention and we are listening. Um, did you scroll through and see something else? Or- I did. I, I
0: just wanted to, because I, I meant to say it and it's in my mind. So if you watch the video, you're going to see me madly writing on a piece of paper. Because um, I was like taking the questions. There's multiple questions that kind of became one. So I was like morphing them into, you know, heavy hitters. But um, we mentioned the exercise vault. I wanted to point out that the exercise vault does not replace consulting a professional. And that's pretty much our disclaimer everywhere. It cannot replace. I, I, I feel, and you correct me if I'm wrong, the exercise vault is more if you were just to take it. I would say it's more for maintenance after you've resolved your issues. A hundred percent. So don't go to that exercise ball and be like, okay, well, Dr. West is this guru, which she is. She, You know, she's good at what she does. Oh, stop. Um, or why? You better, <laughs> you better own that. Um, but I, I don't want you guys to think that, you know, we do provide these exercises as a general, you know, jumping off point, but they do not replace consulting with a professional, whether it's us, wherever, whatever you choose to do, consult with a professional, because those solely are just for maintenance once you've solved your issue. So because we don't want you guys to be mad, well, you said if we did these exercises, my back would rip, my my best would go to my face. Well, we don't know what your problem is. We don't know what the issue <laughs> is. So just with that in mind, be, you know, be mindful of that.
1: And I'll piggyback on that. Yes, it's for maintenance. The other thing that it can help with is what we were talking about with training um, our instructors. It helps with pattern recognition. So for example, the video in our exercise vault about seeing if your hamstring um, tightness is related to core stability, that's an exercise pattern that you can use, that you can assess or um, have have one of your students do and then recognize and know, oh, they probably do have a link Uh between core instability and hamstring tightness. Let me call AZ Dance Med. Not necessarily. Let me try to 100% fix this. That's not.
0: Those are um, not solutions. Those
1: aren't solutions. We give you, like, like he said. So thank you so much for making that comment. We give you um, maintenance op- opportunities and maintenance tips and exercises, and we also give you information and exercises to help identify mm-hmm. issues, so that you can feel empowered to call us and know what you want us to help you yeah. with. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Sorry, that's the last thing I wanted to bring up before we. No, that
1: on. was an excellent point. This is why he's a wonderful co-host.
0: Um, with that in <laughs> mind, we will catch you on the flip side of the next podcast.
1: Oh my gosh! Next podcast is November holidays. Uh, Ugh, time is flying, but thank you guys so much you for guys. your support already. We'll see you next month. Happy dancing. Sayonara.
0: <laughs> I was forget to look. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dance Medicine Podcast brought to you by AZ Dance Medicine Specialists. You can catch the Dance Medicine Podcast on your favorite streaming service, including Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to stay in touch with us through our social media. Like us on Facebook at Med, follow us on Instagram at Med, or send us a tweet at AZ Med. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post even more content. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or simply want to suggest a topic of discussion for our next episode, feel free to reach out to us by sending an email to info at